Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee Table Talk. I'm your host, Jesse. Over here to my right, or straight in front of me these days, is Jay. How are you? Good. Good. Behind the, at the booth, Colin, how are you? Doing all right. You guys ready for another episode? Yes. Yep. As always, we have a lot to talk about. Starting out with, how are you guys doing? What's new in life? Well, I started nights this week. So. Ooh, there we go. That's rough. Yes. Is that an excitement? No, nights? It's, it's terrible. Oh. It's the worst thing ever. Okay. Okay. I would agree. I, I'd rather go and watch the Ezra Miller Flash movie than <laughs> I would do. Yeah, nights are not fun. Yeah. It's only for a month, though, so. Did you get that in writing? Yes, I did. Nice. Nice. Smart. I have a signed piece of paper. <laughs> that was a smart decision. Before we get too far down that rabbit hole, uh, moment of silence. A moment of silence. You wanna you wanna introduce yeah. introduce this next piece of news. So uh, Robbie Coltrane, um, Haggard of Harry Potter, yes. passed away yesterday. Yes. As I was yeah. recording yesterday, at the yeah. age of seventy two. Seventy two. So. And it was interesting because he also played, and I did not remember this, that he played uh, Valentin Volovsky in the in the James. Br- in the James Bond franchise, uh, with the legs of Goldeneye and The World Is Not Enough, which I'm pretty sure are both uh, Pierce Brosnan. Really? Bonds. Yeah. Hmm. Could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure. But to be in the Harry Potter franchise and the James Bond franchise? That's, yeah, that's it's big. It's pretty successful. Pretty su- successful, so yes. Yeah. Uh, all our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. That's unfortunate. Who else died this past week? Uh, lady. Somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember the oh, name, though. What's her name? Actress? Yeah, she's an actress. What was she in? Uh... Sorry, it's the scar of this podcast is we got nothing on a name. <laughs> we suck at names, yeah. Well, I mean, this is a little bit more obscure, so. Yeah. Understandably uh... so. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. That's unfortunate. Anyways, Black Adam's doing very well. Is it? Uh, apparently, okay. yep. Everyone is saying he is the, and by he, I mean Dwayne, Dwayne. The Rock, Mr. Johnson, is the savior of DCEU at this point, and everything's going well. Good for him. I, he's not going to save it. If <laughs> anything, so? was, if it, no, if anything was going to save the DCU, it would have been that first Wonder Woman film, which was probably the best film they had at that point when it came out. So you don't think they could shift and start start getting better at this point? No. I think if they lean heavier into this uh, mythos, I think that could work. Because if we get a success out of this, if this is a box office success, I'm struggling to say that word tonight, and people like it, and then you come out with, um, say, Shazam 2, and the the good news that Henry Cavill is still Superman, which Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of DC, you're a fan of that fact, because he's probably the one constant that is a a good element to those Mm -hmm. movies. And then The Flash turns out to be decent? The Flash just started doing reshoots with Ezra Miller, so we know that's already going to be a bomb. I don't know. I'm interested to see Any where it's going to go. Can you name one time that DC has ever done reshoots and it's been a good thing? Okay, no. Okay. No, but I'll, <laughs> I'll stand on if this is good, if Shazam 2 is good, which Shazam 1 was good, and they can work on another Superman project, and they stay up in the cosmic stuff... I think that could be a direct and say they make a, a decent Green, Green Lantern movie. I think it could work. 
It's a lot of ifs. I'm hopeful. I'm not. And yeah. I'm a DC fan, and I'm not. Well, Marvel's letting me down lately, so I have oh, to rely true. on something. Yeah, it's banking on a lot of ifs. It, that's true. That's true. I did watch the final episode of She-Hulk, though. And just throw yep. that in here, because it was bad. <laughs> so Surprise Pikachu. So, yeah, we definitely... I listen to a lot of people who actually like the show a lot. Mm-hmm. And fine. Sure. You can have it. Part of the show, this episode, Colin, because I know you didn't watch it. Heck no. Was beyond her breaking the fourth wall. And literally, I thought it was broken. I did too. Which, if that was their goal, which I'm sure it was, it worked. Because the screen just goes to black. And then the main Disney Plus page pops up. And you're like, why did it just back out of the episode? And then out of nowhere, she just, She-Hulk punches through the She-Hulk photo like mm-hmm. where it is that she punches through the icon on the map the disney plus map and just jumps into another app and i'm saying app but it's another show yeah and literally like breaks into the real world and goes to disney because <clears throat> she wants to track down kevin feige and talk to kevin feige because she doesn't like the way her episode's going because she doesn't like the way the episode's going she gets into the room and she's like, well, there's Kevin Feige's office, breaks the door down. And inside is just this ridiculous looking CGI robot. And it says Kevin on it, but it's Kevin period. EP. Like it's an acronym it's an acron- yeah. for the Disney machine that makes the Marvel movies. So not really Kevin Feige. Jeez. And then she just, and this is what I hated about it. Cause it was so lazy. She proceeds to say, well, this is how I want the rest of the show to go. And then the rest of the show goes exactly that way. Yeah. There's no intrigue left. There's no surprises left. The rest of the show is boring. Mm-hmm. The whole show is boring. Yeah. And they double down on the fact that she is nothing but a shallow. I don't even want to say it, but all she's seeking Garden is physical in- intimacy. Like she doesn't want to de- like she's just like, hey, we bring Daredevil back just because she wants to hook up with him again. That's what so she says. That's that. what she, she says. says as much, yeah, she's the most shallow character ever created. It's ridiculous. Yeah. She, yeah, she's almost like worse than like Johnny De- or Johnny Depp, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. and the first Iron Man, where he's just like a womanizer and stuff. She's basically like that with men. Yeah, she's a manizer. But at least, <laughs> at least Tony. St- <laughs> Would it be? What would it be? A mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. But at least with his character, he didn't go around saying women are the worst things in the world. That's true. Yeah. You know, he loved women. <laughs> like, legitimately, and I you say that facetiously, but he's like, no. But she's saying, men suck. All they see is meat. And then she's like, I am the most incredible piece of meat. Pretty much is all she's saying. I hate it. No. <clears throat> that is just too self-aware to be comfortable and just reveals like, yeah, we know this is garbage. Yeah, it went nowhere. It was I, really unfortunate. I, she says she's so incredible, but I find it funny that she's dating a blind guy she really likes. I think it's just so that way if she, you know, gains a little weight, he won't notice. Because he can't see. I thought it was just so she could be 
That's some galaxy brain thoughts. Uh, but I mean, he's Daredevil, so you're, he's not blind. Daredevil's not blind. Well, he physically can't see her. He's going to know if the sonar is bouncing off a little closer <laughs> or farther away. <laughs> this has gone in a crazy direction. Uh-oh. Don't you? Didn't you watch the one with Ben Affleck? No. Because like when it rained, who was in that movie? Ben Jennifer. Affleck. Jennifer Garner. Because that's where they got married mm-hmm. from. When it rained, it like hit her in a specific way, so he could see her oh, based okay. off how the water was hitting her face, so he could see her face. So he's like a bat. Yeah, he's always used sonars. They never did that in the Netflix series. They never. No, the Nef- That's where I think the Netflix series missed the mark. They missed. He's super. He's not normal. He's a superhero. He's a normal. Dude, no. that went blind and is really good at his senses. Yeah, all of his other senses were enhanced. So if I go blind... No, it's a comic book. <laughs> That's stupid. I like it better the way he is, uh-huh. now, like, without that. I can't say that the lack of sonar is a bad thing. I would disagree with both of you. I mean, the show is great. He's I love the show. primarily a blind man. Where does he get echolocation? I get his it's ability his hearing to hear becomes enhanced. is better, but he doesn't have sonar echolocation yeah. like a bat. Yes, he does. That's frequency emitted, bounced, and returned. No, yeah, he could the, feel the vibrations. He can hear the vibrations. He has better hearing. Yes, it's But enhanced. not echolocation like a bat. No, I'm not saying he has echolocation. I'm, I'm saying he has senses so, that are akin to a bat. Sure. So if he goes, so, so if he goes to like, Batman. if yeah, no, because the Batman can't do that. Batman suit did though. But Batman is a Batman. <laughs> but not literally. So so he's base. So not Batman. Then he would basically. Oh be my like, gosh! Have you guys not he would, seen? He would be. Uh, who's the vampire dude? Jared Leto. What about Morbius? Morbius. Morbius. So he's yeah. Morbius. So it's just always Morbin time. Yeah. Yes, always more Echolocation equals Morbin time. Morbian, yes. He's Morbing? You... No, that's stupid. I'm sorry. That's the comics. I, that's stupid. I'm just wrestling Jimmy's. So he can, his his smelling is enhanced? I get that. Everything uh, else that is enhanced. Yeah, that 100% makes sense. Yeah. You're going to have boosted senses. Because you're deprived of one. Everything else is going to be relied on. But it's to a supernatural level. That's what I'm saying. But where does he become super? It's the chemicals it's, that got dumped like, on him. What chemicals? Holy crap. How do you think he lost his sight? You think he was born with it? He got chemicals dumped on him. Okay. So well, when it ke- went in his bloodstream, he lost his sight and all of his other senses became enhanced. What was this chemical? It's a comic book. How did Spider-Man become Spider-Man? Because that was a super spider. Yes. It was this an was, Okay, how did the Hulk become the Hulk? Gamma radiate? Like, why are you guys, like, suspending disbelief for every character <laughs> except Daredevil? And it's just to get me heated now. We're done. We're done with this. <laughs> Moving on. Jimmy there, the Hulk has Russell. a son in She-Hulk. Scar. Hold on. Tell me that again. <laughs> I knew that would change your direct. I had to derail that that train. <laughs> Did he get some of these chemicals dumped on him? What's even more ridiculous is not only does he have a son, he's an adult. His son is an adult. So at the beginning of the show, uh, 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 
don't even want to speak it. What do you say by a comet and became Gambit? An aircraft comes down from Sakar. That's what causes the wreck where Jen gets her powers. And then Bruce, ironically, is like, I got to go look into that. So he leaves. Then the rest of the show is about She-Hulk because that's how she got. He comes back at the end of this episode and he's like, hey, I figured out why they came. They came pretty much to talk to me. And I'm paraphrasing all of this. None of this yeah. was actually in there. He right. shows up for 30 seconds. And he's like, I want to introduce y'all to my son. And he moves and there's another Hulk behind him. And it's apparently his child. Who was playing him? Oh, shoot. I have no idea. It's the guy. I've seen him in some stuff. I can't remember his name. I meant to look it up, but I had no internet here. It's, uh, if you've ever seen the movie on Netflix when we first met or. I'm going to try to look it up real quick. Keep talking. Uh, it's the it's the character in that who marries uh, Alexandria Diodero's Diodero's character. That's all foreign to me. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it on the eyes, your eyes. I was just like, no. it's like not computing, uh, not computing. But yeah, he. Uh, I, I I know he's played in some other stuff. I think he played in the Baywatch movie actually. Didn't see that. I didn't either. But uh, Zac Efron. Will Deusner? What? Yeah. Let's talk about ridiculous stuff. Look at that character, Colin. It's disgusting. It looks really bad. The the CGI and stuff. Why does it look like the lead singer from Avenged Sevenfold? <laughs> <laughs> Why is his hairline here, but he has no hair? It's, I, it's either poor CGI. He's got a shaved head. Yeah. That's what it looks like. He shaved it, but why do you leave this stuff? It's irrelevant. He just crashed his plane and got back five, six, seven episodes ago. He Listen, just found out he had a father. He's probably really stressed. That's Hulk's son. <laughs> I don't like it. And the article that I was reading was saying how they originally wanted to make him a baby. Hulk's son, they introduced him as a baby akin to Grogu. That's what they wanted. They wanted another baby Yoda character. But instead, they, they decided to make him 23 and hideous. <laughs> because they probably want him for the next... They're probably gonna... He would have to be Young Avengers. Yeah. Yes, young Avengers stuff is what's going to happen. Which Did you ever watch the Miss Marvel series? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like, I enjoyed that one. I really like that show. That's it's, probably the best okay. one they've come out with in a while. Miss Marvel? I would say in the top two, three at least. Series as they've had. Hawkeye was better. Hawkeye's, yeah, I, th- I would say Hawkeye's Moon the best. was better. Mm, no, I like Miss Marvel better than Moon Knight. Wow. Uh, it's very tweeny of you. I'm just sad all the time now, pretty much, because DC's terrible and Marvel's becoming te- terribler. I mean, the thing had to fail at some point. Well, and we knew that. We did. It's just, we're starting to see the leaves fall off the tree now. That's so unfortunate. Grasshoppers will be back when the last leaf falls. (laughs) (laughs) So, Netflix is coming out with a tiered system. Oh, boy. How much do we care about that? Not at all, because I ain't paying for either one. It's very true. So, what what is their current monthly bill right now? It's like 15, isn't it? I think it's 14.99, I think. 14.99, yeah. All their content. And so they're going to come out with $6.99. $6.99. With ads. With ads. And you can't eat, you can't get all of Netflix's catalog. 
which really sucks. So that's dumb. Where that's is the value so dumb. in that? Yeah. Why are you limiting Half what the they cost can of your subscription? Is gaining you ads in that yeah. sense, and not and what's even worse about it? What's even worse about it? On top of the half the catalog, then it's four to five ads an hour. So in a two and a half hour movie, you're getting ten plus ads. It's basically TV at that point. I would argue that's almost worse than TV. Because usually it boils down to one hour is the equivalent of like forty minutes of commercials of TV. So you. 20 oh, minutes of ads, yeah. one yeah. to three ratio adds to content. It's not dissimilar than that. I don't understand who's going to pay for that with that many ads. Oh, yeah, people sense. who can't afford the fourteen ninety nine one. That's who they're targeting. I get it. But the thing of it is, I can go to Hulu and pay seven ninety nine a month with ads, and I'm not getting four to five ads in an hour. That's ridiculous. The only thing that I did read and that I got, said, and sorry not to cut you off. You did. but And I get the entire Hulu catalog as well for that. They're not like limiting what I can watch. So what's Netflix going to like limit? Are they going to limit their original know. stuff? I don't know. I would probably all of the A-list stuff. That's what I would assume. So can you not get a Stranger Things on a B-tier probably Netflix? Not. I would hope if they were going to do anything, say, okay, here's, here's our lower tiered, but all you can get is Netflix original content. That wouldn't bother me. So if it's if it was excluding any movie that you could potentially find somewhere else, that wouldn't bother me. Netflix has the best catalog in terms of original content. And I don't mean best in terms of like quality, but best in terms of like it's a pretty large big catalog. Yeah, I would like wait, you're saying best like in it's an amount or best in like like yeah, they have shows. the most. So if I'm going to pay for Amazon or I'm going to pay for Netflix and all I get is the original stuff that they make, Netflix makes twice as much original content as Amazon does. Yeah, but would you rather watch more that's on Amazon or that's on Netflix? I would probably choose Netflix. Really? Netflix has a lot of good original stuff. How many originals do you actually watch on there? Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. What else? They do a lot of documentaries. I mean, you're not going to find the Tiger King anywhere else. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I couldn't. Uh, I would argue Hulu's got probably the best original content as far as all, all what they have there. Mm. Hulu's got the best stuff out there right now. What's their original stuff? Uh, you've got Only Murders in the Building right now, which is really good. That's that Selena Gomez one? Yeah. Steve Martin, Martin Shorts in it. Yeah. Uh, they just released, um, there's another one. I haven't watched it yet, but it looks really good. It's got uh, Andrew Garfield and it. it's called Under the Banner of Heaven. It's mm-hmm. like a true crime. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty I've good. I'm going to check that out. Uh, they had I think it, they, it's about Mormons in it. I, I'm not sure. Appreciate I just know it's Mormons. about a murder and he's like a detective. Uh, they had they had a short with uh, James Franco that came out like a few years ago. It's called Eleven... 2263 it's about this guy who time travels back in time and tries to stop the Kennedy assassination it was like a 14 episode ser- mini series supposed mm. to be funny no oh. no it was serious no. you said James Franco no it was serious uh, they've got a lot, of, a lot of other stuff out there right now that just looks really good hmm more stuff I, I'm interested in watching than Netflix has right at this moment because the only thing I care about on Netflix is Stranger Things. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't typically go on Netflix. I mean, you were watching Dahmer. That was on there. Yeah, I still got to finish that. I'm just, I don't know. I can only take so much homosexual stuff in a day. A lot of homosexual talk lately. Here on the pod or just in general? In Between life? last week's trigger warning, disclaimer thing we had to put up, and now bringing it up again. <clears throat> it's popping up a lot. What? But it's mostly... It's not our fault. It is mostly related to Dahmer or that Bros movie, I think. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, they're the ones pushing it, and, and yeah. Hollywood's trying to put it in legitimately everything. I mean... That's why, and then our conversation is just consumed by it. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. I want to talk about good movies. But before we go any further, we're going to start interjecting this in. I forgot. I forgot to put it in the show notes. Like I said, I was going to. Please like and subscribe. That's what's going to get us noticed more. That's what's going to get us out there. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, what's the end of year goal we're trying to hit? What did we say? We said a thousand. A thousand subscribers. A thousand was a calendar year, wasn't it? No. Six months? Six months. And that was from like July. And that was for him to shave his head. Yeah. If you recall that episode. We're going though. We're going. What do we want by the end of the year? I'd like to see. I'd like to see 50. I'd like to see 50. 50 by the end of the year. Can we get 50? I think we could hit 50 by the end of the year. Two months, yeah. I think so. So like like and subscribe. And we had, what, 60-plus people watch the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thanks, got... everybody, too, for sharing it. Like, yes. this last yeah. episode has been our most successful we one. We really, really appreciate it. Blade yeah. got pushed back. Yeah. <laughs> I think his brain power got pushed back there a little bit, too. <laughs> Sorry. I was, uh, yeah, I was reading that. Reading the notes? <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at it. Well, I know okay. they were looking for a new director. And Mahershal Ali wasn't happy with the script, yeah, because it was like a ninety-page script. And when you're looking at movies, if it's if it's a ninety-page script, it, that typically translates to about a ninety-minute movie. It's about a minute a page. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he just wasn't happy with the content that it was too shallow. You know, he was looking yeah. for something a little deeper. And then on top of him not being happy with it, they lost the director. So right now they're in the trying to look for somebody to direct it. It was supposed to start pre-production like this week. That's not happening now. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So they came out and released a release date for it. I can't remember what it was. They pushed it back. But in pushing that back, it pushed back all the Phase 5 movies. Oh, wow. So everything got pushed a few months from where they were originally located. It's what? Go ahead. Do you think that they would be willing to open up, like have like an open tryout for directors? Probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> now with the money that these guys are swinging around, that's and a lot of I'd do it for half of what they're paying. <laughs> and I'm assuming they're they're looking for someone because of how Hollywood operates these days. That's a little bit more melanin. Oh yeah, a little bit. The demographics not quite here. What they're looking for. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's a they, little they too base bright a lot. in this room. <laughs> yeah, they that base sucks. a lot of stuff off race and uh, gender at this point. Not mm-hmm. actually who's qualified to do it. Disney. I'm not saying we are, but (laughs) that's why you run into this kind of stuff. It absolutely is. Instead of just finding the right guy or gal for the job, they play. So you're saying because the color of my skin, I will not have a chance to direct a movie at Hollywood. Yes. You are prejudiced against Mm -hmm. your racially profiled. No one cares. We're white. That's a shame. Maybe the Kendrick brothers. (laughs) 
I actually looked them up one time to yeah. see how you got involved in one of the production for the movies. It's really hard. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really hard. They're probably really picky too, though. Yeah. They probably just don't want anybody doing helping because they probably yeah. want someone with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this isn't it isn't facing the giants yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I respect that. Do they ever start finding more actors that aren't the same guys? Probably not. Oh, it's just the same cast every time. Yeah, that new one coming out is pretty much the same people in it again. Yeah, isn't Kirk Cameron in that new one? Yeah, is Matt gonna come back? Huh? Is Matt going to come back? He came back, yeah. They actually, for the first... We may have talked about this a long time ago, but they're actually using de-aging technology on Kirk Cameron in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, they actually are... That's Why? expensive stuff. What's their new movie supposed to be about anyways? It's like a true story about a, a little boy that was abandoned as a baby by his mom, and then the family that takes him in, Kirk Cameron and his wife in the movie. Uh, the mom tries to find him later when he's an adult and... Or a teenager. Oh. And so, the whole thing's about reconciling that relationship. and Gotcha. So the D.E.H. Kirk Cameron, because he's older now. He's older, and he's playing the dad as the old man. I thought you were going to say they de-aged him to an infant, and he was the baby that got left. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Like, what? He plays the teenager? Yeah. No, it's not <clears> that That bad. would be horrific. It That'd be bad. a really bad move. Like reshooting growing pains or something. That's not cheap technology. No, it's cool to see that their capacity is going up, like what they can pull off. Yeah. It would be nice to see some other actors in there. I hope they can... I hope their storytelling keeps going in the direction off of the last one they did off of... Uh, uh, what was the racing one? The runner? The mm, that was the last one. Courage. Courageous. Cour no. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. Uh Overcomer. That's what there it was. It is. That's yeah. what it was. Because that, that was that probably one of the most, like, I remember watching that one and, like, feel it, like it was intense. Like, the build and stuff of the yes. races and stuff yes. were really intense. It was really well done. The story was well done. Um, hopefully, they don't have another War Room, which was terrible. I did not like War Room. I thought it was very weak and short. And I don't remember it. So that's Yeah, I good. can't recall it either. Mm -hmm. uh, but, I mean, I know the premise, and I mean, yeah. the love dare came out of it, but. Nope. Nope, that nope. was a different movie, nope. too. <laughs> They're all... <laughs> Wasn't that fireproof? It was fireproof. As soon as it came out of my mouth. Goodness, man. Golly. I That's love the problem. You can't differentiate them by the actors. So you have to like find the weird little I mean, you're not wrong. None of them are bad. I'm War not saying not they're bad. I thought bad. War Room was bad. I thought story was weak. I thought acting was weak. It was... It moved way too fast. Um, I have, I can't even comment. I would, I, I would, remember. I would argue that War Room was a bad film. Was it faster than Backman pace wise? <laughs> Cheeky fellow. <laughs> Anyways, that was a tangent. That movie came out a while back. Yeah, yeah. War Room. Uh, if that was prior to Overcomer, then yeah. Oh yeah, because oh, it yeah. was. Because we did a, a showing at the community center for that movie. For Overcomer? Pretty sure. Yeah, we I was did. At, yeah, yeah, we I did. yeah, that's how long ago that was. Yeah. yeah. That's a while. Well, I mean, it, if you follow the track of, like, it takes, you know, two years to put out a movie, they, they're kind of on, it seems like as soon as I they think, end one, they start working on another one. Yeah, I think War Room came out in, like, 15 or 16, I want to say. 
Yeah, I don't remember that one. You want to share that next bit? Yeah, so uh, the Lonely Island team wants to get Liam Neeson to um, help reboot the Naked Gun movies. What do you think about that? I don't know how I feel about that. What is the premise of this movie? The Naked Gun? Yeah, he's I a don't detective. Think I watched him. Uh, Leslie Nielsen was yeah. the original. It was one. all real dry comedy. So they're pretty old then. Yeah, like 19. 19- oh, yeah. 80s, I think. They were 80s, yeah. The Naked Gun movies probably came out in the 80s, yeah. There's, what, two of them, I think? I think there two I think there were three, but the one was, like, two and a half. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it was, like, a real dry, kind of, like, almost airplane comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that the guy, the airplane guy? Yeah, was yeah. Less than yeah. I'm not a fan of that guy. Yeah. I haven't seen much with him, but I don't like him. <laughs> you, you have to be very specific to like that kind of humor. Yeah. But I don't know that the Lonely Island guys can pull off that kind of humor. Yeah, it's going to be weird because that's Andy Samberg in them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it could be funnier. Oh, I mean, they certainly picked a dry actor. That's true. You know I what? Do, I do like Liam Neeson, though. Some of his comedy and stuff can be funny. He I can, don't know. He was in A uh, Million Ways to Die in the West, and that was bad. I didn't watch that one. But that was Seth MacFarlane. Uh, that's probably where the comedy sucked, just because that guy Yeah, sucks. MacFarlane's. I mean, yeah. He did a bit on uh, one of Ricky Gervais's shows, one of his shows that he had. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. It was on YouTube. And he did a bit on there. He came to Ricky. He's like, I want to get into stand-up comedy and be a comedian and stuff. My only problem with it is... That's a bad person to go to. because Stylistic. <laughs> Ricky Gervais? I don't like him. No? Oh, I love I like Ricky. Ricky. I, I like him. The stylistic choices that the Lonely Island guys choose in their type of humor. Because they did the, the uh, Chippendale movie. Yeah. That was all the Lonely Island guys. Okay. Really? I love Chippendale. I thought yeah. that was a funny movie. That, that is a different kind of humor than what the Naked Gun movies are. Yeah. You know? But then, granted, I don't know what kind of role Andy Samberg played in the production of, like, a... a uh, crap. It's escaping. We just talked about it. Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. The movie that we were talking about. Hot Rod. Oh. Which is a very dry humor. Yeah. But that leans a little bit more towards a Napoleon Dynamite type humor. And those aren't the same either. Right. So I don't know. That could be hit or miss. It'll be interesting. I... It'll be worth checking out at least just to I... see how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to remake him, I think Liam Neeson's a good choice for that character. He kind of reminds me of a Leslie Nielsen, yeah. an older. Yeah. So. You don't think like a, a Bill Murray could do that role? No. You don't no. think so? Uh-uh. Bill, Mur- Bill Murray is more sarcastic humor and light. Yeah. So I don't think he's... Yeah, it's probably true. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. Where that will, we'll update you when we find more news. Wait, on wait, that. yeah. Colin, the Hulk has a son. It's disgusting. His name is Scar. Who's I'm got scarred of that? His name is Scar. And scarring to find that out. Was he literally raised by Jeff Goldblum? That's what I want to know. Mm. Imagine if he acted exactly like Goldblum. <laughs> that Down could be like good. The creepy mannerisms and just the weirdness. But how did he? <clears throat> Who's the mom? How did he have a baby? Yeah. Did he make him? Maybe he made him. Is this an amoeba situation? Why would you give me that look? He made him. Like he took his DNA and put it in somebody else and made another Hulk. And he's like, "Okay, you're my son because I made you Frankenstein style." No. <laughs> no. 
No. <laughs> the combined look of disgust, confusion. Uh, but if that's not it, Colin's question is accurate. It had to have been an alien. It would, yeah, it would have had to be somebody who can carry a Hulk baby. <laughs> but who's to say it couldn't have been born as a human? Okay, think and of, not Hulk until it reached a certain age. Okay, I don't know because I can Hulk, see that if it's in your blood, though. You would, maybe it's dormant until. Maybe it has to be like once he hit puberty, that caused the chemical shift to allow him to have access to. I reject your hypothesis. I I don't agree. I, I think that, that there's not there's nothing scientific to back that up. Okay, we're going back <laughs> down a new Daredevil train. You're trying to apply human logic to a comic book. Okay, that is that is sound. That is sound sound plot line storytelling. I know. What is yours? Let's hear it. I Realistically, said, it makes more I said sense. he's a Frankenstein I'm, baby. He gave a logical explanation of what it could be. What do you think? How is he his son? I'm not saying he didn't like... like Is Black Widow the mom? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Black Widow's dead. It doesn't mean... He's 25 in the show. <laughs> it's very true. He yeah, could have been never born seen, a while back. You've never seen her. Just what if he is a baby, anything, though? Doesn't mean anything. What if he is a baby? <laughs> that is what the babies look like but why is so he's actually a baby now yeah. and when he turns into he... the Hulk he looks like a teenager no <laughs> but why is Banner that size you're saying it can be an infant but it's Hulk form is always an adult with a square head yeah, it's saying, like a more like a Shazam that type that thing standing behind him is a baby it's gonna talk like a baby it's gonna yeah, it would have absolutely all the mannerisms of a baby yes just with extreme rage issues I mean he doesn't say anything <laughs> you don't know what he talks <laughs> like go go gaga regardless I think it's stupid that's a horrifying thought and <laughs> Whichever thread of theory you go down with this. I'm excited to hear how they explain it. Adult baby lab creation. Because they can't not. They can't just they be like, to. oh, they told us it's his son. And then they just never talk about it again. They can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you, it'd be one thing to introduce like a character's family and it'd just be family. But to introduce super family, yeah, just seems like you have to have something. And what's so funny, Colin, is they play it off in the show, and you could probably confirm or deny what I'm about to say because I don't fully remember because I was only half paying attention. Everybody who was present, which is all of Jennifer's family, so it's essentially like all Bruce's cousins and things, so it's his family. He says, hey, this is my son. And everybody gets up and is like super excited to meet his son. Like, yay, this is the greatest thing ever. And no one says... How? <laughs> no one says, how is this possible? It's just everybody's super stoked to meet his his kid and completely gloss over it. <laughs> According to the timeline, if, say, the Hulk baby is actually like 20, yes. would that predate the Hulk becoming the Hulk? His kid's from outer space, obviously. Well, I mean, it, it had to have happened while uh, he was on Sakaar. How is it obvious? Because you just said earlier, he Jesse said earlier that the ship that hit him was from Sakar. From Sakar, it had to guaranteed where he came from. Yeah, it had to have been while yeah. he was on Sakar. 
for those. He was on Sakaar for two years. Yeah. So this mutant monster baby happened, so happened during Ragnarok. Giant Hulk size in two years. Well, no, because I mean that was in the world of the MC. This is so stupid. So actually, most plausible theory is infant transformation. It actually <laughs> uh, makes the most sense in terms of what's canon. Well, I definitely want to see a scene much like uh, The Incredibles, where Jack-Jack turns into yeah. the, the demon monster thing, yeah. but with just a real human baby. Because oh. honestly, then, that would put Scar at like a five-year-old, five or six-year-old. I think the time is... So it's like we got a Shazam situation though. going on here. He's a kid. And then he can turn. I don't into, think so. I think we do, because you, you'd have to break down the the timeline. Why do you when, put She-Hulk in She-Hulk? Because you have to think about how long it's Infinity War and Endgame have been. Yeah, I guess he may be twelve. <laughs> Plus, the blip happened. Unless is he really his son? He just adopted him. Yeah. He just found another Hulk-like being. And adopted it. Yeah, because he's not the only Hulk. Are they introducing there? Planet Hulk? They could be. I did see that. I did see something else about that, that there's rumors of maybe they want to get Harrison Ford to play Red Hulk. Well, I mean, he's playing Thunderbolt Ross and Thunderbolt becomes Red Hulk. That is true. But it's not because he's from the Planet Hulk world. It's just because he injects himself with banished gamma rays and turns him bad instead of good. And that is confirmed, by the way. Mm. That so is Thunderbolt his son? Is Thunderbolt the mom? His son. Because it would be the Hulk DNA powered him to become a Hulk. He was born oh, into Hulk. Like symbiosis wise, he's like his yeah. own offspring. Oh. But Harrison Ford is confirmed. That is, he's he's taking over that role. It's going to be weird seeing him turn into some giant red freakazoid. It's going to be like an Anchorman 2 where he turns into a werewolf. I don't know why he wants to do that. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Okay. Last week we talked about... What makes a good movie. What makes a good movie and what makes a great movie. This week I'd like to break down what makes a good adaptation of a book versus what makes... what You know, the best and worst, I guess. Best and worst of book adaptations to film. Okay. What do you think? What are your thoughts on what makes a good adaptation? Before you even say, well, these are the ones that I like. Yeah. You know, what, what elements say, have to be there? I got a giant red flag in my mind coming right away. And I know you know which one it is. Probably. Yeah. Are you talking like regular book or Bible book? Not Bible book. Okay, I have yeah. one for each, so it's okay. Not, yeah, with the Bible. <clears throat> I can think of the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's a, a piece of the discussion that I'd really like to get into. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, uh, so... I mean, I would I would say that it's something a book. If the movie is going to turn a book into a movie, it's something that follows the book very well. You know, not adding your own stuff to it. Okay. I would say that probably is a good adaptation because you're just copying and pasting it. You're taking one form of art of writing and turning that into film, which is another form of art. Okay. Uh, but so I would say that would be a good ad- adaptation because everyone always says the books are better than the movie. Why? Yes. Because the movies typically don't follow the books to a T and they add their own stuff. Okay. So now I get it's hard for films to follow books because books are long. If you, you have to cut stuff out, mm-hmm. you, so 
I would say cutting stuff out isn't bad, but adding stuff that's not in the book, elements that aren't, that would make it a bad adaptation. Okay. Yeah, it really comes down to me, like, does the movie grasp what the heart of the book is? Because like you said, you can't, word for word, it's books aren't even designed in the way that a movie is, so you can't, that, taking a 300-page book, you can't turn that into a 300-page movie. You know, mm-hmm. you have to change the, the way things are written most mm-hmm. of the time. You're not even getting full, full conversations in a movie. You're right. getting pieces of a conversation where a book could spend a chapter on one conversation. Right. But if a book, if a movie can take what the heart of what the book is saying and translate that element well in the movie, in the movie, I think it's a, I would consider that a, a successful adaptation of that book. Can you think of any that are done well? Like, what are some of your favorites? I think Lord of the Rings is a good adaptation. That's a good good one. Not The Hobbit. (laughs) And that's a perfect example because, excuse me, since you bring it up, The Hobbit is one book Mm -hmm. that they drug out into three whole movies, three bad movies. So... That, that you know, you're getting the best and the worst in the yeah. same genre and the yeah. same story. Uh, I'm trying to think of other. Well, what some of you have? What? I mean, I think I'm a I'm a, I was always a fan of the Hunger Games books. I think the movies mm-hmm. did a decent job. Um, I think they tr- they tried to play them the line of who the movies were made for. And that's what kind of muddled those movies. They tried to make them geared more towards a younger audience. Obviously, it was a young adult novel. So those of us who were like, okay, well, if they'd have gone a little bit darker with it, I think it would have made it a better movie. The books get pretty dark towards the end, that last book especially. But I would consider it a successful book to Mm -hmm. movie adaptation series all in all. Um. I have one that's interesting because I think the movie's good, but the movie is not the book in any way, shape, or form. One of my favorite fiction stories is I Am Legend. Mm. Fiction's fake, right? Yeah. 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 So I Am Legend, I think, is an incredible book that talks about like loneliness and depression and sadness in in a very human way while also while also telling a story of vampires and it's classic vampires so he's like alone in his house and he's hanging garlic on the windows and even if there's no actual glass there all he has to do is hang a piece of garlic there and nothing from the outside can come in like that's really interesting so he's doing all the classic vampire tropes Mm -hmm. but it really dives into his sadness and every night all he does is contemplate walking out into the dark like that's how sad he is the movie is not that in any way shape or form but i like the movie it's just not the book mm-hmm. you know yeah did you ever watch that one no i haven't watched that oh, one man. it's good yeah. but it's not the book aragon was a bad adaptation i would, I would that agree it's gonna be the one that I would say. oh was it oh there oh, was yeah. yeah and even christopher paolini has come out and said it it's not good because it doesn't capture the heart of what the story was telling. Yeah. And they didn't it let him be involved in it. Crammed way too much. Oh, it was man. what, all four? Yeah. Well, no, because it was all four books weren't even out when that movie came out. It, would have been it was three. at least the first two or three. Yeah. And those are exceptionally long books. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings. They're level. so good, though. Yeah. I think I only read the first two, maybe. In terms of so, fantasy, they're yeah. incredible. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, if you put the right team on it budget-wise, 
It could compete with Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, depending on how you take it. And Disney's about to do a series. That's so right. We'll yeah. see where it goes. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Christopher's going to be involved, so hopefully that That's helps. That's good. Uh, I think that first, uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles of Narnia, yeah. that was a very good ad- adaptation. Yeah. The other two were not. They did uh, Voyage of the Ondreder, which I thought was garbage, and I think they did the, was it the Silver Chair? Mm. Is that the one where they go in the painting? That was Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Oh. I, there was another one, though, they did. I, I think know. it was a silver chair. Maybe. That doesn't sound familiar. The other two were just cash grabs, though. Like, they weren't trying to just adapt the books well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. understand, because they made it seem like they wanted to get that whole series you know and that's hard to do with those kids because they're age fast so mm-hmm. you have to make them yeah. so many years i get it but they uh i don't know they just like seem to stop caring after that first one that first one's really good though. it is really good yeah uh so i would like to see them go back and try to adapt all of that entire series yeah and just starting with book one i'm sure disney first. will they're who, they're who own it, so. Yeah, if they're going after Aragon, I could see them going after yeah. remaking those. I, I doubt they want to try to make it at the same time as, like, a Game of Thrones, because that's kind of controlling the, the market yeah. right now. And it's saturated with that stuff oh, between Game of Thrones spinoff and the Lord of the Rings but, one. Yeah. yeah which well, is Amazon's doing. So, if they, I think if they, if, if I think they should do a series. I don't think they need to do movies with it. They should do mm-hmm. a Disney series, because they can, one, film it faster because they can do it each year. Yeah. Um, and two, if they started with book one, you don't really have so many of the elements of that like medieval type stuff in book one. Oh, really? What is it? It's more like London, isn't it? Yeah, most of it's in London. They still are in Narnia, but it's not called Narnia at that time. It's like almost the creation of Narnia. Oh, really? Yeah. So is it like wilderness? It's not like... Yeah. It's not... Yeah. Okay. And you still have like the witch and stuff and oh, there's really? evil stuff in there. Uh, Aslan's in it and stuff. Obviously, he created Narnia. Yeah. But... You don't have, it's not, you don't have all the sword fighting and stuff from what I remember. Huh. So. Just running and hiding. Yeah. Hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's almost like early Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like, <clears throat> not incredible peril, but peril to a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a little drama, a little humor, and then run around and hide. No. I was listening to somebody, this is, this is not relevant. And again, I think Harry Potter, I've never read the books. I think. From everything that I've heard other people talk about, they're fair adaptations. Yeah. Um, but somebody was talking about how, because everybody's in our culture is very angry about witchcraft saturation and all of that, which I don't disagree with. But they were talking about how in the Harry Potter movies, every time they do a spell, they're not like doing a spell like a witch does a spell. They're just speaking Latin. Uh-huh. Like every, they, they point a stick at something and just speak Latin. So yeah. they, they said, <laughs> the guy I was listening to, I don't remember who it was I met. I don't remember who it was. I don't want to say anybody because then I'm throwing people under the bus. But uh, they said, if anything, it's it's more Catholic witchcraft than it is like <laughs> Satanist witchcraft. Because Catholics, everything they do is Latin. Yeah. So. Yeah, all the creeds and whatnot. Yeah. Interesting. So they're not even casting spells. They're just no, they're just saying Latin words. Latin. Yeah. And people are like, oh, it's witchcraft. Nope. Wrong. I mean, they call themselves witches and wizards, but. Yeah, but they're not casting actual spells, so they can't, like, if anyone's afraid of there actually being a spell coming through the TV, it obviously can't because they're not actual spells. Yeah. It depends on what the Latin actually means. 
It probably means like breakfast burrito or something. Yeah, if it's just like random goofy stuff, then yeah. no harm, no foul. But if it's actual evil things, then... But I think... Here we go again. It's at least inadvertently causing you to say... I feel like so. we're talking about the same to- topics over and over again, kind of like with the homosexual stuff. Yeah. But I think the Texas mom was more saying, like, they're taking this property, the Hocus Pocus, and, like, putting a hex on it. So not that the spell they're saying in the movie is actually real, but, like, the whole movie is in and of itself a spell. So when it's you turn it on, movie. it's spelling. Oh. I said that intentionally. I saw the I saw the smirk, so I appreciate it. That's a weird way to look at it. That's like you get into the whole subject of cursed objects. Yeah, like the allegedly most haunted dolls and mm-hmm. those kind of things. Like, is there any actual validity to it? I have no idea. Seems a little strange that one you could confine a demon to an object in that way, but it still have power over you. Yeah, it's like putting a genie in a bottle. Yeah, it's like, what's the point of putting it in the doll if the doll can still kill you or wreck your life or something? Right. Not to mention, if you're a believer in Christ, you essentially have the greatest power to overcome all of those. So I'm not sure. If you don't want to watch it because it's about witches, I 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to promote that stuff, I also agree with you. Nothing wrong with that. But some of this other stuff goes way off into the weeds. Yeah. Personally, where I'm at. I would love for you to comment and tell me I'm wrong and show me from scripture where I'm wrong. But, uh, but, uh, anyways, my what so you hit some I did of watch the, it. the secular ones. What about Bible adaptations? Bible what adaptations. What are some good ones? What are some. You're saying, what is a good one? Because I would argue, and this being a movie lover and a God lover and a Bible lover. Mm-hmm. Some of those stories, if they were adapted well and the heart behind the story was done well, there's some really good movies in there. Like if you could take the story of Job and make that a movie, that is a compelling drama if it's done and handled correctly. Mm. To me, mm-hmm. you can and take the liberties to add things that you need to add. Like <gasps> you would any story, you have to, you you have to do that. And if it's done respectfully with with all goodwill towards the property involved, I think that can make a good movie. Mm-hmm. What's a good one that you that you've seen? I mean, as far as like taking it story from story, the passion was probably even though I don't we know care for it. it. Yes, but it's very well I, done. It is well done. It is. it is the best movie that's ever portrayed the crucifixion in, mm-hmm. in the light that the crucifixion needs to be yeah. shown in. Um. God used a Catholic man that time. <laughs> I have a I I I have a hard time kind of. I think we need to stop making Bible movies. Personally, yeah, I would disagree with that. But okay. I I have a hard time because one, we're like you said, you have to add because you're making a story, so you got to add stuff to it. You have to add. I think that yeah. that kind of breaks the rule of adding not to add to the scripture. If you're making a film about scripture and then you have to add to it because you have to make it entertaining, I think that's probably wrong well i would disagree with you in as much as you're not adding theology but if you're adding a character's backstory like if you add that he was a fisherman before and we don't know if he was a fisherman is that really like sacrilegious i'm not i don't really want to play that line and find out (laughs) i think there's nothing wrong with i i would i would i mean you're just adding you're not adding anything to god you're just adding something to ananias and sapphira like the people that they were 
You know what I mean? Well, you're adding stuff to the story, though, that you know nothing. We don't really know. I'm just, I, I don't want to. leading people I'm, astray. I'm just saying I don't want to play that line. Okay. And with, and with, if we're letting, if Hollywood is the one that's doing this. Well, I mean, which Hollywood have given are. us plenty of examples where they cannot make. And again, if the heart is to adapt it the way the story is supposed to be adapted, you're giving that to someone who cares about the content. Hollywood can't do that. Exhibit A, Noah. That movie was trash. Ridley yeah. Scott directed that movie. Right. <clears throat> one of the, the greatest one directors of all time like directed that. And it's garbage. I would love to do an agree to disagree long format on that, though, because that is interesting. What does Colin think? I think it's fine if you're building out a character with stuff that's mostly insignificant. For the sake of just giving a scene some context, or if you yeah. need a scene where they're coming from one place to the other, and you give them a job like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're coming out and saying, this is scripture, well, no. take it as such, and mm-hmm. then then that's for sure adding to the scriptures. Or if it's like, the through line is the story. It also depends on what kind of movie you're doing. If it's like Job, but it's a modern drama, you have... Adrian Brody playing Job, he's a piano player, but then his life goes terrible and it's set in a modern time. So you're really only getting the through line heart of the story. I see what you're saying. So you're so not it's fully yeah. adapted yeah. into modern, but it's still the story of Job. So it parallels the, the story of Job, but it's not historical recreation of the book of Job. Yeah. I- so it really just depends on what you're doing. If you're coming with a historical piece then yeah, the facts better be straight because that's what you're presenting it as is the facts of the story. And I would, I would be more fine with that. Not take, if you're, yeah, if you're making it in a historical piece and then you're adding stuff to it that you don't know, that's where I would draw the line. But if you're doing it more as a modern piece and you're just taking that, okay, this is what his life, like you're taking his life and you're turning it into a modern era type thing, Mm -hmm. you know, like just taking the whole, like the story, like, Oh, he suffered. I'll watch his dream Brody do about anything. So I'm down. For some reason, that was the first images <laughs> that came to mind was Adrian Brody, failing pianist. Oh, you're you're referencing the pianist directly. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. a pianist, so I don't know. What I haven't either. About. I didn't know. I think it was World was. War II era. Oh. I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Uh, apparently, The Chosen's a very good show. I've never seen it. Um, See, I've heard I've heard bad things about that. Hmm. But Depends on the circle you're running, I guess. Depends on who you've chosen to listen to. This is very true. Never seen it. I have no frame of reference. <laughs> you have to be careful though, because God will come through the TV. <clears throat> that can happen. <laughs> he can smite you through your television. Yes, he can. If he so chooses. I can't think of any others. Not that are good. Not that are good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Alice in Wonderland. I thought that was a pretty good adaptation of the book. It's your prerogative. <laughs> Danny Elfman I guess a lot of that Disney stuff's kind of book adaptations isn't it I mean Holes is a book adaptation mm. uh, I can't really comment on whether it was a good one or not though because I never read the book yeah. it was pretty different from the book oh, yeah. was Sigourney in the book no was her character a man in the book uh, no oh, that would be interesting yeah if it- they flipped it for Sigourney. They, they like, look, we have Sigourney for this role. <laughs> this story's got They're like, but we have John Voight. We can let... They're like, nope. No. 
Void, he's an afterthought. Uh, Sigourney. Oh, Brother Rart, that was based on the Odyssey by Gomer. Mm. Or Homer. <laughs> Gomer. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption's based on a short story. Yeah. Had to add a lot to that one. <laughs> yeah. It was like, was it was like two pages, story, I think. Yeah, it was what, a three-hour yeah. movie? Yeah. That is taking liberties, but that was a good movie. It's a good movie, yeah, very much so. I don't think Le- uh, Legends of Sleepy Hollow, not a great adaptation. Definitely not. That movie's slow. Was it an adaptation of the book or the legend? The, the book. It's a short story, too, so it's not really a full-length book. It's like five pages. I don't oh, remember, though. Yeah. Is that... That's... Uh, Tim Burton too. Tim Burton, yeah. His movie's just slow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I watch it just about every couple of years, probably. Oh, do you? But, uh, yeah, it's not great. I think I watched it last year, and I was just like, it's not as good as I remember. I really think I, that's one of the times where I'm like, okay, I like Johnny Depp in this role. He fits that like quirky, mm-hmm. weird kind of old timey doctor yeah. stuff. But the plot was just like, yeah. And then all the witch stuff with it was what was weird. Like it's it, it so weird. Here we go with witches again. If they would have just uh, left out the witch. Yeah. But that witch was creepy too. Yeah. Christina Ricci. And then Christopher yeah, Walken with sharp teeth. It's such a weird movie. Yeah. Why? That's an odd choice. I don't know why. I can't think of anything else. You got anything no, else? No, I got Colin? nothing else. No, nothing Let's, else. Uh, I'm sure there's a ton of other stuff. If we've forgotten anything. Shoot it in. Yeah, remind us of our glaring mistake. Hit it up in the comments. But uh, what else you been watching before we wrap it up for today? Uh, finished. We just finished uh, Big Shot season two with John Stamos. Uh, I don't know why I like that show. We like that show so much. But you we, like, we like it because we, it's John Stamos. Yeah, we watch it. Um, it's good. It's a good show. Uh, there is. Yeah, I mean, we don't let the kids watch it. It's not because it's like bad or anything, but there is some lesbian stuff in it. Hmm. And, it's an all-girls school, so. Oh. Uh, Wait, and there's John Stamos, is that it? How are there yeah. lesbians around John Stamos? <laughs> <laughs> that is the real question. It's a spicy take. I was going to make a scared straight <laughs> reference, but that's no, not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Uh... Oh, I watched... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, oh. Okay, go ahead. I watched One Night Werewolf on Disney Plus. Oh, put it. Werewolf at Werewolf, <gasps> werewolf by Night. Werewolf by one, Night. One Night Werewolf is that game. <laughs> oh, one Night Werewolf. That would, be, that would be great. At a red they, box somewhere. That would be great if they made a movie about that. It's just like four guys in a row playing that game. That's all they do. <laughs> you know, and it's rated R. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. um, yeah. The other day, I was trying to find the red box. I never go to a red box anymore, but we had these DVDs lately because the internet has mm-hmm. been shoddy. And uh, I couldn't find it at Walmart. Do you know why I couldn't find the red box at Walmart? It doesn't exist. It's blue. Explain. <laughs> Explain that. <laughs> I'm assuming because Walmart's colors are blue. But it literally, like, I saw it four times, glanced right over it because it's a blue box. Did we cross dimensions? Is this the metaverse or something? Because Has the timeline shifted? The red boxes and knocks are still red. I know. And the letters are like, 
are in white with black lettering. So it says red box on it. I wasn't reading words. I was looking for a red box. That's the whole point. You look for the red box. I felt silly. I feel silly saying it right now. But the box was blue. So anyways, continue on. Werewolf by Night. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Uh, Yeah, really good. I recommend it to anybody over the age of 16. Uh, even if it is rated R, there's not much there. Yeah, no. It's just because really it's scary. It's tense. Yeah. I mean, you could say there's some bl- some blood yeah. or gore, I guess, to an extent. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of the old, like, werewolf and Dracula and the old monster movie, Universal mm-hmm. monster movies. They shot it in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even added, like, some of the defects from old filming, like yeah. little, like... Oh, the film sa- grain. Yeah. yeah. Film grain stuff. Really cool. Audio like, grain stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's just shot really well. I was enjoying almost the cinematography of it better than the actual movie and story. Like, but it was good. I mean, but it was all great. But it was an interesting story. Yeah, and it was one where I'm like, I I don't know any of these people. Yeah, and it didn't bother me at all. Yep. I was just like, okay, let's watch this. The man thing was, <clears throat> excuse me, the man thing was incredible. Like mm-hmm. such a weird design looking creature, and I guess they made a movie back about it back in like 2005, but it wasn't great and didn't do well. Yeah. But this was great, and then he transforms into the werewolf, and I, it was classic werewolf look. Yep. Like not, not he wasn't just a big wolf Twilight yep. style. He, uh, the characters in the show reminded you of an old, like they acted like they were in an old film, like it was kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was definitely cheesy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was really good. I'd recommend it. My only gripe is like some of the fight scenes. So the main characters this. You've got you've got the guy who plays the werewolf character, but Elsa Bloodstone is essentially the main character, mm-hmm. and that big Irish dude beats the crap out of her, and it does she it doesn't even phase her. Yeah, like she she's invincible yeah. to everything, unfortunately, and some of the fighting styles were a little bit too new age for the old school style, so that kind of they didn't gel well together, you know. Because she's fighting like she's Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh. like, oh, okay, that's a little bit overboard, you know? Mm-hmm. If they'd have done that a little bit more choppy, a little bit more, yeah. I think it would have been better, but... You yeah. almost have to intentionally ham it up. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's one thing that Disney's going to start doing, I guess, instead of a series. And not instead of, as in they're not going to make any more series, because they are. In addition to. In addition to the series and the movies, they're going to start doing what they're calling specials. So this was considered a special, and it's just an hour of content, one story, start to finish, and it's it's really brief and quick and kind of like short film, yeah, just a longer format, kind of in between short film and standard runtime. For a while back, when they were releasing DVDs, who releases DVDs anymore, right? But uh, they were doing one shots, and it was just like a fifteen minute story of something. You remember it was like Coulson went yeah. to. Mjolnir's where the hammer had fallen yeah. after Thor one. It was just quick stuff yeah. like that. Didn't really add a ton of stuff, but it was, it was just, just something. It was just content. I think it's cool because yeah. it all still mirrors how <clears throat> comic books are done. You know, comic books do that all the time. Well, here's a special, and it's just like one or two editions, and then it doesn't go anywhere else after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to see Marvel do a lot more of the monster stuff like that if they could yeah. I, I don't know how because that's universal so I don't know well I guess it's all public domain yeah they could do whatever they want with that stuff yeah 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be great if they seem like they did like a a Frankenstein or a Dracula mm-hmm. uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. That'd be mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, and did him in black and white. I would like him to just don't do him in keep color. Keep it in black and white. Hmm. I like that. It didn't bother that me. It is a cool motif. I oh, think yeah. that really adds to it, especially if you're trying to do almost like a period piece reflecting on that era of filmmaking, mm-hmm. then it'd be almost wrong not to, you know? Yeah. Did you ever watch The Artist? No. No, I didn't. No. Is that it, Robert Downey Jr. in it? No, it had uh, John Goodman in it. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was all silent picture. Film oh, black really? and white. It was all silent. Mm. Uh, until the end, you, I mean, the end of it, then they start talking, but it's because it was that Robert or Robert, Robert Goodman, Sorry. John Goodman, <laughs> uh, John Goodman. It was the director. You find out they're, they're filming a movie. Oh, so it's like based back in that time era and they're filming a silent picture, but I the see. whole movie is filmed around them filming a movie, but you don't know that. So it's kind end. of reverse what, uh, Oz the great and powerful did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, funny. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a real inventive way to do a movie. Give it some just like yeah. conceptually that's out of left field because that's like you're filming a movie while you're filming a movie. Right. That's a retro. And then, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things like it may not be the coolest or the biggest movie ever, but that's a really cool piece. You know. Yeah. Speaking of, I could just I could do this forever. This is what I do at work with Corey all day. It's just like one thought triggers another thought, and then I just train react it. A movie filming a movie. Do you ever watch Argo? The Brad Pitt movie. Brad Pitt. Not Brad Pitt. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Affleck. He directed it. Okay. Yeah. Brad Pitt. They're the same guy, right? Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) It's about, and it's a true story about him having to go into like Iran to get American CIA people out. 79 or something like that. So the whole premise is he creates, he's making a movie. He works for the CIA, I think, but it's all fake. He's going to make a movie, but he wants to shoot it over there. So he takes American producers, American actors, and they go in with the intention of sneaking people back out with them. It's a really good movie. Hmm. Has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but it's a very good movie. I'm pretty sure that one is on HBO and Amazon Prime Video for free. Is it? You should definitely watch it. Like That's one I highly recommend. That one won a lot of awards when it came out. What, 2012, I think? It's been a little bit, yeah. It's probably his best movie. Yeah. And, uh, I've heard a lot of good It's things. got John Goodman in it as well. And it's got Alan Arkin in there doing his goofy stuff. Yeah, I feel like I watched that one prior round when it came out, but probably. I haven't since. So good. I've been meaning to watch it. I watched that other one he did. What was it called? It was the Irish one. Or the Boston one. The oh, town. The Town. The Town. The Town. Yeah, I didn't... Like, super pay attention to it because I was doing the podcast clip editing at that time. But that one's a good one. It's yeah. a good movie, yeah. Yeah. That one's, you got to take that one with a grain of salt. There's a lot of content stuff in there where it's just, yeah. Like, yeah. Content advisory for sure. For sure. Anything set in Boston, content advisory. Yeah, just if nothing, the language alone, but oh, absolutely. a yeah. lot of the recreational scenes are a bit, <laughs> bit much. Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing we could talk about too. Maybe one of these times we'll do it. Like how much content, you know, is, is too much for like your viewing as a Cause it's all, it's different for, I think all of us yeah. so it should be a scale. But anyways, the other thing I watched was scream Two. 
mm. last week or the week before we watched Scream 1, so we watched Scream 2. Uh, I didn't remember that one. I remember the first one a lot, but I didn't remember that one. Being whodunit movies, it, it behooves you not to know. <laughs> you know, yeah, once yeah. you see them, the, it's all the all the mysteries <clears throat> taken out of those stories. So yeah, but that one had Lee Schreiber in it quite a bit. Oh, he really? Was, he was real young in that one, so that, he's fun to watch. I like Lee Schreiber a lot. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is in there. Oh, was he really? It was crazy because we start watching it and it's made in the early two thousands, right? So. Yeah. It's got an all-star cast, and I'm like, I do not remember these people. The movie starts with Jada Pika Smith, very short to non-existent hair then, might I add. Um, Let's not dive back into that. I'm sorry. Joshua Jackson's in there. Oh, wow. And Timothy Elephant, Jerry O'Connell, Sarah Michelle Gellard. And then you have Liev Schreiber, and he's young, and the whole cast of the Scream cast. But these are all just kind of extra people. I'm like, what a... Modge Podge of just really good talent, you know. That's kind of like those Knives Out movies. Yeah. 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 Donuts just packed with as many big yeah. names as they can. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. When's Knives Out 2 come out? I think December. Okay. I think it's Glass Onion. Oh, I tried to have that goofy name. Well, it's called Gla- N- Glass Glass Out. <laughs> Glass, Glass out. Onion and Knives Out Mystery. So I think they'll all kind of just have the... A Knives, Knives Out, out is kind of like its big title. And just to make those. sure people don't lose mm-hmm. track of, hey, this is a Knives Out movie. I think that's really cool. Not yeah. a bad idea. Especially yeah. if you're going to give them such exotic names like Glass Onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Bautista looks just like he's going to be real crazy in this movie. It's just funny, like... So you go back to like the early days of like movies and you see a lot of the whodunits, the mystery thrillers mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and old black and white movies and stuff like that. And then they, you kind of had, they kind of went away for a while. They went away years. for a while. And now you see them come back out with the Agatha Christie novels becoming movies, which other bad movies that were oh, books. Yeah. Um, a couple little women movies. I don't yeah. know if that was Agatha Christie or not. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, Jules Verne. He's another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now to see, and then the knives out to see these movies come back. It's, it's exciting. Cause I, I enjoyed them. I, you know, watched a lot of the old ones growing up. Oh, that was the other thing you texted me that we didn't talk about. I think was the Agatha Christie. There's another like murder on the Orient Express kind of movie coming out. Is Kenneth Branagh's directing it. I thought we talked about that last, like couple maybe, weeks we ago. maybe we did. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> Unison Shrug. You got anything else? No, I got, I got nothing. I don't, I don't either. You want to go ahead and just uh, yeah. end it for us? Yep. All right. If you like what you see, please hit the like and subscribe button on the YouTube channel and share us with your friends. Um, you can also go ahead over to Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Jahaziel Good on Instagram. Uh, Jesse's running the popcorn and coffee page on Instagram. And Colin at KB Gursky. Not the KB Colin. Colin BG. Colin BG. Colin BG. Ah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, Don't forget to like and subscribe to this. That is how we're going to get more recognition in front of more faces. That's how the YouTube algorithm works. That's what we need to see happen. I know it sounds like we're begging, but we We are. We we are. Ain't too proud to beg. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So please share us with your friends. Don't forget. Once you see the uh, clip come up for the, the giveaway, Go to that video, comment on that video with your favorite movie, whatever your favorite movie is, Mm -hmm. whether we think it's good or not. And uh, 
go into the drawing to win to win our uh, tumbler yep. there. And Uncut Gems, if that is your favorite movie, will not void you from the contest <laughs> as much as we might want to. Correct. It will affect... <laughs> no, it won't affect nothing. It's a random... A lot of people really like that movie, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Anyways, that's all for today, guys. Bye. See you.